Hello, this is Dhyanesh from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 18th of August. The number of coronavirus cases in India rose by 55,079 to hit the 27 lakh mark. The death toll rose to 51,797 after 826 additional deaths were reported in last 24 hours. As many as 19 lakh 70 thousand people in India have recovered from the coronavirus so far. The Serum Institute of India will begin the phase two trials of a promising coronavirus vaccine developed by the University of Oxford this week. The Pune-based firm, which has partnered with British drug giant AstraZeneca to manufacture Oxford's vaccine candidate Chadox One, will start the trials and has been granted permission by the DCGI to conduct phase two clinical trials in India. As per reports, trials for the Oxford's COVID-19 vaccine will begin at two Mumbai hospitals, KEM and Nair hospitals, which have begun preliminary procedures for the study. Three days after Union Home Minister Amit Shah tested negative for COVID-19, he was rushed to All India Institute of Medical Sciences in the national capital late Monday night. He was admitted to AIMS for post-COVID care after he complained of fatigue and body aches for the last three-four days. The hospital, in a press release today, said that Shah has tested negative for COVID-19 and that he was comfortable and continuing his work from the hospital. Meanwhile, former President Pranab Mukherjee continues to be on ventilator support after undergoing a brain surgery at Army's Research and Referral Hospital on August 10th. According to the statement from the hospital, and I quote, "There is no change in the medical condition of former President Pranab Mukherjee." he continues to be on ventilator support and his vital parameters are stable unquote the 84 year old former president underwent the surgery to remove a clot in his brain after he suffered a fall at his rajaji mag residence he has been in coma since then he was also tested coronavirus positive as the uttar pradesh vidhan sabha is working out ways to keep the 403 mlas and its employees of the state assembly safe with a session scheduled to begin on august 20th for the first time amid the coronavirus pandemic 20 staffers have tested positive and have been quarantined all 600 employees of the vidhan sabha had been tested and the results came on monday the vidhan sabha has therefore decided to test each mla before the assembly session by organizing camps at the vidhayak nivas campuses in lucknow it has also been decided to maintain social distancing by including the visitors gallery for seating arrangements of the 403 mlas and leaving one seat vacant in the middle speaker hriday narayan dikshit told the indian express and i quote we are taking all possible precautions for the safety of the members and the employees unquote dikshit said arrangements had been made to ensure flow of clean air in the gallery during the session and that no canteen facility would be operational to avoid crowding or spread of infection the delhi high court yesterday directed delhi university to commence physical exams for final year undergraduate students from september 14 and to work out modalities for stay and transportation for disabled students who had left the national capital during the covid-19 pandemic lockdown the court asked the varsity to verify the number of students belonging to persons with disability category who were left out of the online open book examination and would sit for exams physically the delhi high court order said and i quote we are of the opinion that the university should expedite conducting physical examinations so that the entire process can be over with at the earliest 
though we are informed that at least two weeks are required after the online examinations are over with on 31st August 2020 for the university to gear up, we are of the opinion that physical examinations should commence by 8th September 2020. However, since Mr. Sachin Datta, senior advocate pleads that would be too shorter a time and there is immense pressure on the available manpower, Delhi University is directed to commence the physical examinations by 14th September 2020. Unquote. The High Court on August 7th had directed the university to conduct online open book examination for final year students. The court passed a slew of directions to address concerns raised by the students. The court had said in the order to end the uncertainty for lakhs of students who are appearing for the OBE to ensure fair opportunity, keeping in view the technical problems etc. faced by students during the mock online OBEs, some further directions on some of the aspects of OBE as also setting up for a grievance redressal mechanism are being passed. The directions were also passed in respect of transmission of question papers by email, uploading of answer sheets by email and other aspects of efficiently conducting the said exams. The grievance redressal committee as constituted by DU is reconstituted to ensure fairness and transparency. Gujarat Kader IPS officer Rakesh Asthana has been appointed as the chief of border security force and VSK Kaumudi will be special secretary internal security in the home ministry. An order was issued by the personnel ministry yesterday making the appointment official. Asthana at present is working as the director general at Bureau of Civil Aviation Security. He has been appointed the director general of border security force from the date of joining the post and up to 31st July 2021, that is the date of his superannuation. Asthana replaced DG, Indo-Tibet Border Police Chief SS Deswal, who was holding the additional charge of BSF since March 2020. He was presently working at the Director General of Bureau of Civil Aviation Security in Delhi and holds an additional charge of Narcotics Control Bureau. As superintendent of police in the CBI, he arrested Rashtriya Janata Dal chief Lalu Prasad in the fodder scam in 1997. Lalu has since been convicted of corruption in the fodder scam and is currently in jail. Asthana also headed the special investigation team formed by the CBI to investigate the Vijay Malia case, which involves allegations of fraud and money laundering to the tune of rupees 9,000 crore in 2015. Until 2018. He also led the agency's case in British courts to seek Malia's extradition. Nearly seven months after Abdul Munaf Sheikh wrote to the Mumbai police expressing the fear that criminals were conspiring to kill him during his daily walk to the mosque, the high-profile businessman was murdered on Monday in exactly the same manner he had foreseen. A Juhu resident who owned a range of businesses, Sheikh, who was 55 years old, was stabbed 12 times outside Irla Mosque in Ville Parle, of which he was one of the trustees. Sheikh's brother-in-law Salim Beg, a former corporator, said, and I quote, Over the last two years, because of the threat, instead of walking to the mosque, he would drive there. While at other times of the day, a bodyguard accompanied him, he used to go to the mosque alone in the morning. It was the only time when he was alone. Unquote. The incident took place around 6 a.m. as Sheikh was about to enter the mosque. An officer, adding that they have found CCTV footage of one of the attackers, said, and I quote, It appears that two persons carried out the attack. There were 12 stab wounds, including a slit throat. Unquote. Sheikh was rushed to Cooper Hospital where he was declared brought dead. Later, a case of murder against unidentified persons was registered by Juhu police. 
according to sheikh's family letters informing about the imminent threat to his life along with names of those behind the threat were being sent to police for last two years a copy of the letter addressed to then joint commissioner of police crime stated and i quote i was informed that few criminals from our area have hatched a conspiracy to kill me during my walk the said goons had waited for me armed with weapons on a few occasions to attack me unquote an officer from mumbai police said that they did receive a letter last october he said and i quote inquiries were carried out then and statements of people against whom allegations were made were recorded however a cognizable offense was not made out unquote listeners in 2017 gn sai baba was convicted of being associated with maoist rebels and the revolutionary democratic front a federation of worker peasant youth student women and cultural groups that's banned in andhra pradesh and odisha in its over 800 page verdict the garcharoli sessions court claimed that the work of people like sai baba and organizations like rdf had a quote unquote deterring effect on industrialization and development in garcharoli a hotbed of maoist activities in chatisgarh such was the resulting damage the court ruled that even life imprisonment was not sufficient punishment for the ailing professor he deserved greater retribution nonetheless it was settled on a life sentence professor gn sai baba suffered over 15 critical ailments some of which may prove fatal he is 90% disabled and his health has steadily deteriorated since he was arrested in 2014 the pandemic has only heightened the risk of his life yet on july 28th the delhi university teacher who is serving a life sentence for alleged links with the maoist was denied bail by the bombay high court the court had previously rejected a petition to suspend his sentence temporarily sai baba's lawyer nb rathod pleaded with the bombay high court to grant the wheelchair bound professor bail or suspend his sentence temporarily rathod contended that with his multiple comorbidities he was at high risk of falling prey to covid-19 in fact his health had significantly deteriorated and he required urgent medical attention including surgery sai baba had nobody to look after him in prison and the pandemic had made it hard for his family and friends to get him medicine the lawyer further pleaded that sai baba's mother was critically ill and he was needed to be with her sai baba's appeal against it is now pending before the bombay high court in the meantime despite appeals from international organizations sai baba remains incarcerated he lives in pain in unimaginable suffering and without his income his family is struggling for sustenance do read the report by ujjaini chatterjee titled g n sai baba isn't being let out of prison even in a pandemic it's a disgrace dear listeners writing reports like these not only requires time and efforts but also resources news laundry is a 100% ad free news platform we do not depend on advertisers we depend on you because when the public pays the public is served and when the advertisers pay the advertisers are served for interviews podcasts reports and a lot more please check out our website newslaundry.com if you think we deserve your support which costs as little as rupees 300 a month then please hit that subscribe button on top right corner of the website and pay to keep news free now for some international updates globally over 21.82 million people have been infected with the novel coronavirus the infection has killed more than 700000 people while 13.80 million people have already recovered 
the World Health Organization said today that it was concerned that the novel coronavirus spread was being driven by people in their 20s, 30s and 40s, many of which were unaware they were infected, posing a danger to the vulnerable groups. Takeshi Kasai, World Health Organization's regional director for the Western Pacific, said that many people from this age range are asymptomatic or have mild symptoms of COVID-19. They unknowingly pass on the virus to others. An analysis of 6 million cases with detailed information reported to the World Health Organization between February 24th and July 12th showed an increase in the proportion of children and young people infected. WHO officials said this month the proportion of younger people among those infected have risen globally, putting at risk vulnerable sectors of the population worldwide, including the elderly and sick people in densely populated areas with weak health services. A surge in new cases has prompted some countries to reimpose curbs as companies race to find a vaccine for a virus that has battered economies, killed more than 770,000 people and infected nearly 22 million, according to a Reuters tally. New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has called out US President Donald Trump for saying her country is experiencing a big surge in COVID-19, saying his remarks were patently wrong. Arden's comments today came as after Trump told a crowd in the US state of Minnesota that New Zealand was in the grip of a terrible surge in COVID-19 cases despite having earlier succeeded in eliminating the disease. At the campaign rally, Trump said, and I quote, the places they were using to hold up, now they are having a big surge. They were holding up names of countries and now they are saying, whoops, unquote. The claim came as New Zealand confirmed 13 new infections on Tuesday, taking the country's total number of cases since the pandemic began to 1,293 with 22 deaths. The US has had more than 5.2 million cases and 170,000 deaths, the highest in the world. Arden told reporters there was no comparison between New Zealand's situation and that in the US. She said, and I quote, I think anyone who's following COVID-19 and its transmission globally will quite easily see that New Zealand's nine cases in a day does not compare to the United States' tens of thousands and in fact does not compare to most of the countries in the world. We are still one of the best performing countries in the world when it comes to COVID-19. Our workers are focused on keeping it that way." New Zealand has fared far better than most countries during the pandemic, but an abrupt resurgence of COVID-19 cases last week in Auckland prompted the government to extend a lockdown for the city's 1.7 million residents until August 26th, while physical distancing rules are in place in other towns and cities. And now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. On NL interviews, Chehek Gupta is joined by Apoorvanand, professor at the Hindi Department, Faculty of Arts, University of Delhi. They spoke about his interrogation, his ideological leanings and his position on violence. In the interview, he denounces the idea of necessary violence that ideological frameworks such as Maoism tend to support. On his questioning by the police, he highlights the lies propagated by the media and the BJP following the Delhi election result earlier this year about the WhatsApp group that is the subject of the police investigation against him and some other members, he points out that it was started to support the protests against the citizenship law with speakers and performers. You can watch the teaser of this interview on our YouTube channel and for the full interview, subscribe to newslaundry.com.
Also, on this week's Hafta, Abhinandan Sekri, Manisha Pandey, Raman Kirpal and Mehraj D. Lone are joined by Hartosh Singhbal, political editor of Caravan magazine. They discuss events surrounding last week's attack on three caravan journalists while they were interviewing residents of Northeast Delhi's Subhash Mohalla, economic implications of Zomato's period leave policy, how TV news channels jumped the gun to break news, local and political reactions to the recent violence in Bengaluru, and a lot more. Here's an excerpt for you. They were aggressive yeah. against the idea of reporters. They exactly. were aggressive yeah. against, I think at least, I'm presuming some of them would have because there have been some reports that have got circulated even in Hindi mm. and there has been a persistence. They would have been aware that would have added to it. But yes, exactly what finally triggered out the violence and what followed is the very possibility of mm. a Muslim Report. reporter. Yeah. So they're reducing, stripping everything down to identity. You are not a journalist. You mm. are nothing. If you are a Muslim, you are meant to be beaten. It doesn't matter who you are, what you are doing mm. and how dare you be here. NL Hafta is going to be outside the paywall for a few weeks. So listen in using your favorite podcast apps. Dear listeners, don't forget to subscribe to newslaundry.com because when you pay, you are served. News is a public good that needs money to be made possible and delivered to you. Do your part and support independent media. Subscribe. That's all I have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you are listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.